The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Exploring our oneness with spirit and each other. Unity Online Radio. Thank you for tuning in for this Unity Partner Program. Unity Online Radio partners with spiritual leaders from organizations whose mission and messages complement Unity's. We are pleased to bring you this program on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Welcome to Truth Transforms with your host, Reverend Galen McDowell, Senior Assistant Minister at Christ Universal Temple in Chicago, Illinois. This is the program for spiritually enlightening discussion, interviews, and the practical application of new thought principles to transform your life. Now, here's your host, Reverend Galen McDowell. Welcome to Truth Transforms. I'm your host, Galen McDowell, and I am the Senior Assistant Minister at Christ Universal Temple in Chicago, Illinois, where the Reverend Dr. Derek B. Wells is the Senior Minister, and the Reverend Dr. Johnny Coleman is the Founder. Today, I have a special treat. Today, I am interviewing, uh, excuse me, attorney Olivia Benson, who is the author of a new book titled Answers from Within. How you doing, Olivia? I am fantastic, and I can't tell you how delighted I am to be here and for the opportunity to talk about the book. I am Beautiful. thrilled. Beautiful, beautiful. So before we actually get into the book, because we've known each other for quite some time, uh, could you give the people a little bit of your background so they know who you are and where you're coming from and how you got to this point? Fantastic. Yes. Well, I was very, very fortunate because I've lived in South Florida for over 30 years now. And at a certain point in my career, I decided that I needed to find, literally speaking, answers to some of the questions that had been puzzling me throughout my life. And I was fortunate enough, we don't have enough time to get into the details of the story, but I was fortunate enough to run into a woman named Mary Tumpkin. It took me a while. There were many clues along the ways, uh, along the way, but I ran into Mary Tumpkin and my life was forever changed. And as a result of meeting Mary Tumpkin, I also had the fortune of meeting Johnny Coleman. And in the book, I talk about some great women of the New Thought movement that have been pivotal in my life. And I'd like to mention them all. Mary Tumpkin, Johnny Coleman, Sheila McKeithen, Lottie Clodfelter. Anna Price, and even down to today, also uh, Reverend Michael Beckwith. Though he's not obviously a woman, but one of the great teachers of the New Thought movement. But eventually, I worked with Reverend Tumkin for about 10 years. I was the attorney for the Universal Truth Center in Miami, and I was also counsel for the Universal Foundation for Better Living. For 10 years, I had the opportunity to work with Reverend Tumkin, to sit with her, to, to learn from her. And that was the changing point in my life. Right, beautiful, beautiful. And obviously, th- these are the, many of the same or all of the same people who also seated into me. So you're talking about wonderful folks. And, I, you know, and, you know, uh, one of our uh, beloved 
people that you mentioned, a couple of the people aren't in bodies no more uh, anymore. Excuse me, Reverend Tumpkin and uh, Reverend Lottie, who was, you know, Reverend Lottie was absolute sweetheart. One of those, um, you know, people who don't seek to be known, but was an absolute juggernaut spiritually. Absolutely, you know, definitely great soul, great soul. So, um, so now that they have a little bit of background about who you are and how you end up here going to a New Thought Church, obviously working with the New Thought organizations uh, with Reverend Tompkins when she was the president of uh, UFBL, how does an attorney end up writing a book like this about human evolution, spirituality, and work? Well, it was an interesting process, and I think everybody knows or most people by now know that most things in life are a process. So after I began to practice law, and I at that time I was uh, I became single. I had a, a son, a young son, and I was practicing law. And I said to myself, you know, the life that I'm living, there's something that doesn't quite make any sense. I mean, even if you go down to the practicalities, where whether you're male or female, whether you're married or single, but the life that we live today is so rushed and it's so hectic. And it's difficult to put everything together. And so I began to say to myself, there has to be an answer beyond the obvious, not just, you know, how you go to seminars and they teach you how to manage your time and things along those lines. Those are good, but there had to be something beyond that. And when I came into New Thought, then I realized that in order to find real answers, you had to go all the way back to the beginning. And we all know that in the beginning, it is God. And this that's where I realized that I had to start. I had to find my place in the universe. What was God's intention for me and basically then for all humans in terms of being here on the planet? What was I supposed to do? How does that work? How do I put it all together? And how does it work with practical life? And that's what got me thinking. And the book took 20 years to write. Because it was a practical exercise. It was like, not just, let me sit down and tell people what I think, but it was, let me tell them what I've lived and what I've found. All right. All right. So what are you essentially, essentially sharing with your audience in the book? Well, I want, you know, and and if you go to chapter 12, I, I talk in chapter 12, which is the last chapter about how incredible how incredibly valuable and how incredibly important each and every single human being is. Um, In the early chapters, I talk about the fact that God, the universe, and I call God Jeff's, and there's an acronym in the book that explains it, but God doesn't create unnecessaries. God doesn't create illegitimates. God doesn't create mistakes. Every single human being that is here on the planet is here for a reason and a purpose. And every single one is incredibly special. And at this particular time in human history, where I believe we've moved from, let's say, the agricultural age through the industrial age to the computer age, and now we're sitting on the edge of what I call the age of spiritual evolution. And so if you're a human living on the planet at this time, what you are called to know is how incredibly important and valuable you are to the process right now. Everything that's going on that we see around us is really a call for everyone to come into themselves and say, well, what am I here to bring? Because God doesn't 
just create the creator of the universe, the creator of galaxies, the creator of universe universes doesn't waste time. When you're if you're here, there's something for you to do and you're part of the plan. So everybody is called to awaken to that truth as part of, of their reality. And that makes a whole lot of difference when it comes to work, because now you see your work very, very differently. Yes, yes, yes. I, I, I totally agree with that. And I think um, a lot of what you're saying is people who are seeking to find their purpose. You know, you know so many folks um, come into church and one of the things that tends to come up more than others is purpose, you know, exactly. wanting a feeling of satisfaction and fulfillment. And, you know, when you tell people, hey, you know, you got to go through the process, you got to do your inner work, you got to do your prayer, you want to do your, you got to do your meditation, you got to do your study work, you got to contemplate and Absolutely. reflect and, you know, and, 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 and become intimate with your own spirituality. That doesn't sound sexy to folks, you know, it's it's easier to say, hey, well, just tell me what I'm supposed to think. <laughs> uh, it's not always that easy. It's yeah. you know, yeah. tell me the, the you know the give me a magic wand and and so I can just you know say the words and and it'll manifest. But no, you have to you have to discover you. And I think that's why you know I like the title Answers from Within because you have to discover yourself. Yes. and that's the only way you'll get answers. Correct. So. So how do you think this book is relevant for people's lives today? Well, um, I'm going to answer that in a minute, but I love the fact that you use the word sexy because in the book, I talk about the fact that, first of all, knowing God, I believe is sexy and it's exciting and it's interesting. And also finding your ideal work is also sexy. It's like when we see people who are really gifted and talented, talented. It's so exciting. It's so dramatic. It turns you on. It makes you crazy. And that's part of what we're looking for. Everybody's looking for in terms of really finding their ideal work, because most of us just kind of do it blase, blase, and we just kind of go through the motions. But if you find that thing that you're called here to do, you will find it exciting and in a certain kind of way, sexy. And so then to, to move on into what you're asking me about, how is this book relevant to everyday life? Well, it, it's very relevant in a number of different ways. First of all, if we look at the, the overall environment of the world right now, you, everyone, most people I'll say, has, have to be asking themselves a series of questions. And, you know, when it comes to work, which I'm in the book suggesting is really a spiritual practice uh, that can lead you to really understanding yourself as a, as a human being and your place in the universe. When it comes to work, we really need to <clears throat> hold on one second. We really need some guidance. So, for example, people are really concerned about the fact, this is one of the big things in the book, that jobs are moving across the world. In America, we say, oh, they're taking our jobs, they're doing this, or whatever the case might be. Well, here's the, here's the challenge. We now sit, with the help of all the computers and all the technology, we literally sit in a world where there is a worldwide market, not only for goods, but for services. This is not going back. This is not going to change. Technology is progressive. The universe is progressive. And therefore, 
a, an employer or big business or whoever it is can sit in New York, literally, and be employing somebody in China for the most mundane task, as long as they don't, they don't need the person to be in a physical place. Now, we could say that that shouldn't happen, but the reality is that the technology is present here. That doesn't mean that as a human being, you don't have concerns about the practicality of how this is going to look, but it is a part of the shift that we're looking at. It's a part of the growth and it's a part of the change. So what happens is, yes, jobs are moving around the world fluidly, back and forth, but that means that there are other opportunities that will come into play. And one of the chapters where I talk about uh, our children, it's called Honor Thy Children. The children born today are being born in preparation for world that we cannot even envision. Jobs that exist today will not exist tomorrow. And the children come into the world prepared for a world that we can't even recognize. So it's impossible to say, you know what, we don't want jobs to move because, you know, we just need it to stay the same way when the technology is already present for it to be different. So that's one of the, the big issues in the book, that the change is present and what we need to know in order to be able to deal with that change. Yeah, I think that that's one of the main things that happen with people it, uh, is that we don't like to deal with change constructively uh there's there always be people who will be early adopters to change right and then they have to convince the masses masses to go along with them and then you have the people who are the deniers who still don't want change the thing about it is the deniers tend to have they tend to make the most noise correct uh and (laughs) uh without realizing that you know you can slow down the process but you can't stop it because it's already happening. Right. Uh, one of the things that, you know, I um, heard a, a doctor say, I was at a conference last week at Northwestern, and I think he said something like, okay, you know, basically telling people, realize what's happened and now what's next. Exactly. Because we have to always be looking for what's next, whether it's in the medical field, whether that's in economics, whether that's in career, life, work, you know, techno- you know technology doesn't make a difference because sooner or later you're going to, you know, deal with what you have to deal with. Do you remember the conversations where people would say, I w- I'll never have a cell phone? Exactly. Really? You know, I, you know, I can remember, you know, you know, I was an early adopter to cell phones, uh, you know, and. You know, I had to give up my beeper. And at first I was like, ah. (laughs) (laughs) But but that's a part of the evolution that you have to realize, okay, you're going to deal with it now or you're going to deal with it later. But you're going to deal with it. And, you know, either you learn how to navigate it. Or you'll get left behind, Correct. and you know, you know, it's like parents to say, "I want, I don't have nothing to do with that social media and Facebook and and Twitter and stuff." Like, well, but your kids are on it, and your grandkids are on it. And if you don't know how it works, then that's on you. So, but anyway, um, we're coming to about two minutes before our first break, so I, I need to just cover a few things before, um, and we can pick up after the the break. But I do want to let. People know if you want to call in and ask Olivia a question, you can call in at 888-558-6489. 
888-558-6489. If you have a question about the book Answers from Within or something she's said has, you know, struck a chord in you, or you just want to call and say hi, because again, you know, you're part of the Universal Foundation for Better Living Family and Universal Truth Center family in Miami. And, you know, some people might just want to call in and say hi from from those organizations. Also, I want to remind you that this show, along with all the shows on Unity Online Radio, are supported by your donations. So as you freely receive, freely give, go to unity.fm and click on the, the giving button. It either says giving or donate, one or the other. But it's a button on there that allows you to support this online ministry. These shows go all over the world. They're in they're in they're listened to on every continent. We have people that are listening to this show who don't have access locally to this type of spiritual teaching. And therefore it's highly necessary. It is extremely important that this online ministry stay active. So make sure that you are supporting the process. Also, if you are on Facebook, Make sure that you go on Facebook and like my page, Truth Transformed with Reverend Galen McDowell. I'm also asking you to give it a five-star rating. If you enjoyed the show, let people know. Put it on Facebook. Also give a, a rating on iTunes and Stitcher because they, that helps the show get recognized and it allows more people to uh, become aware of it when you give it positive ratings. So if you listen to the show on iTunes or if you listen to the show on Stitcher, which is an Android app, make sure that you also go in and give the show a positive review. It makes all the difference in the world. I've been told about algorithms and all the type of stuff, and I might not understand how all of that works completely, but I do know that it all ends up in helping people live better lives, and that's what I'm about, and that's what we stand for. So make sure that you go about doing what you need to do to help spread this message because it matters. If And we need to let people know that they have answers, but the answer is always within. So we'll be right back with Truth Transform. Wouldn't you like to share the programs that inspire you most with audiences around the world? That's easier than ever with mobile giving. Just text Unity Radio to 72727 and help us continue offering spiritual programs that change lives. Now available, you pray the free prayer app from Silent Unity. For more than a century, people from all over the world and all walks of life have turned to Silent Unity. With YouPray, our confidential prayer support is easy and convenient to access. With YouPray, you can send your prayer directly to Silent Unity. YouPray also includes affirmations you can share with family and friends, plus audio meditations for your prayer time. For more about the free YouPray app and links to download, visit silentunity.org slash app. That's silentunity.org slash A-P-P. Reverend Paulette's mantra is, it's all a prayer. 
Tune in every Tuesday as Unity Minister Paulette Pipe leads you in meditation and prayer on touching the stillness. Make no mistake, this is not nap time. With an energy that will captivate you, touching the stillness will guide you in deep meditation, leaving you enlivened. Hear astounding meditations and learn more about different forms of meditation. Enrich your prayer life as Reverend Paulette, Senior Minister of Touching the Stillness Ministries, affirmatively prays with power and authority by taking live prayer requests from callers like you. Whether you have a prayer request for yourself or for a loved one or are ready for a deepened meditation experience, make sure you tune in on Tuesdays at 11 a.m. Central Time, where we'll be joining in consciousness with the unceasing prayer activity of the Silent Unity 24-7 Prayer Ministry at Unity Village. That's Touching the Stillness with Reverend Paulette Pipe every Tuesday right here on Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Letting go in the stillness. Thank you for tuning in to Truth Transforms. Now here's your host, Reverend Galen McDowell. All right, so Olivia, before we go on, how can people get the book and how can they get in contact with you? Okay, well, the book is available on Amazon, so you can just go to Amazon.com and put in Answers from Within. It's also available at the Illuminations Bookstore at the Universal Truth Center in Miami, and that's at 21310 Northwest 37th Avenue in Miami Gardens, Florida. And it's also available at Christ Universal Temple in Chicago, and that's at 11901 South Ashland Avenue, Chicago, Illinois. All right. Beautiful, beautiful. So also just, you know, you never know who's listening out there, but do are you available for speaking engagements and workshops? Absolutely. They can reach me. Actually, you can reach me. I've been doing that for some time now, and you can reach me at answersfromwithinbook at gmail.com. We also have a website, which is AnswersFromWithinBook.com, and on Facebook, Answers From Within Book, and Instagram, Answers From Within Book as well. So you can reach me at any of those places, and I've, I've traveled and done workshops and seminars um, for over, I would say at this point, at least 20 years. So uh, with the new book, I'm looking forward to being able to go out and have in-depth discussions about the things that I um, have said in Answers From Within. And I always tell people, when you're reading the book, make sure you're seated in the middle of the chair, because some of the things I, I say might make you fall off your chair. So there's lots to talk about. It's it's interesting. Some people might con- can consider some of the, the things I've proposed a little bit um, controversial, uh, because I go all the way back to the beginning and, and suggest that we need to reconsider some of the things that we've believed for a very, very long time. All right. All right. Okay. So, <laughs> again, for those who are listening, if you want to call in and say hi, ask a question or make a comment, you can call in at 888-558-6489, 888-558-6489. Again, I'm interviewing Olivia Benson about the book, excuse me, Answers from Within. So, in your book, you mentioned the age of spiritual evolution. What do you mean by the age of spiritual evolution? 
Well, as I mentioned briefly before, uh, humanity has walked through many, many periods in which different things were, let's say, the, the means of moving forward. So we got to the point where we knew that maintaining humanity on the planet, agriculture was the most important thing because we needed food. And so we sort of dominated that. We moved through it and we dominated agriculture and we were able to move to another phase. Once we got through agriculture, we sort of got to industry and how we manufactured things and how we were going to sustain ourselves on the planet by providing work and goods. Then we moved through that and, you know, skipping forward quite a bit. Uh, but let's just say we moved on to the age of technology and computers and information. Let's say that that's where we are now. I'm not giving a, a historical, historically accurate progression, but I'm just pointing out some of the phases along the way. And now we're in the age of, um, t- right, right in the midst of the age of technology and information and moving into something different where people are beginning to question just about everything about existence on the planet, about their spirituality, about the, the origins of, of humanity, about why we are here, what our purpose is, and doing that from a spiritual perspective and questioning what we have believed about all of those things from the beginning of our recorded, at least let's talk about it in terms of biblical history when we talk in terms of spirituality, because for, for Christians at least, and, and that doesn't take away anything else from any of the other books, but um, from the Christian perspective, we have used the Bible as our fundamental tool. And then to go back and look at that and say, you know what, we have a question about our existence and our, the spiritual meaning of life. And that's where we sit right now. More than ever, people are in that phase and everybody's questioning and everybody is wondering and looking for answers to our spiritual reality. So, it, it, you know, to <clears throat> sum up all of what you basically just stated, what does this mean in terms of humanity and change? Well, you know, if it depends on how you see yourself. So if we see ourselves as, for example, how we've seen ourselves for most of our existence on the planet, if we see ourselves separate and apart from God with a God, you know, in the heavens and us as humans, you know, on the planet and a series of other things that we believe, then that means one way of living. But when you realize that, you know, God is much bigger than anything that we had ever contemplated and that God, in fact, is a part of every single human being on the planet and that there's actually a plan that's been contemplated. And I use plan sort of in quotations when we say plan, because, you know, plan, a human plan is one thing. And when you use plan in terms of what uh, what the universe is or what God is, it's a different thing. But when you realize it, and if you believe that to be true, then you have to see the world quite differently. And then you have to see change quite differently. And the change that we're actually sort of running from and scared about, particularly right now, is a change that involves the actual recognition of who we really are as human beings. We're scared of it because we don't know. And I, I tell people sometimes, 
Of course, people are afraid of change because when you're changing, you don't know what you're going to. If you were certain about what's coming up, then you'd be like, or you liked it, at least you would say, oh, okay, let's change. But in reality, when you don't know what's ahead, then you sometimes people sort of panic. But the great news about all of that is that the universe is progressive. The universe is always intending to move us forward to, as we would say, to your greater good. And if you believe that fundamentally, then your approach to change is different because you know that even if it's not pleasant, even if it's not comfortable, it's moving you in the direction of something that will ultimately be good. Yes. You know, one of the uh, definitions that, uh, you know, I learned very early in working with New Thought was a definition of Charles Fillmore uh, that has the word plan in it. Um, he has a definition in the revealing word which i'm as you know is a dictionary of metaphysical terms and um in principle we learned that principle is fundamental truth but but it also says in the revealing word that divine principle is the fundamental truth in a universal sense or is pertaining to god the divine but then it says which which is what absolutely in alignment with what you just stated it says that principle is the underlying plan by which spirit moves in expressing itself Correct. Correct. You know, and, you know, so when we start talking about, okay, understand the principle, understand the underlying plan by which spirit moves and expressing itself and, you know, not just expresses, expresses itself, because when we really understand truth, we realize there's nothing else that that God can really express other than itself, because in reality, not in our temporal existence. There's only one presence and one power. It's it, you know it, it it you do you really have to play with the nuances of this, uh, and do your own prayer work around it. Correct. So, um, I, I want to talk a little bit about um, you know, your religious background. How did your religious exposure help you come to this point? Well, when you read the book, you'll find that uh, interestingly enough, I I grew up as a very devout Jehovah's Witness. And while I was a Jehovah's Witness, I attended Catholic schools. Uh, literally, uh, in terms of being a Jehovah's Witness, I, I preached door to door as, as a child and was very, very devoted to that. And I mean, in as much as for me at that particular time, I was absolutely devoted to Jehovah. And I was that serious about it and that intense, even as a little girl. And then um, while I was in Catholic school, we went to, of course, we went to mass. And I talk about it in the book. Uh, I sat in classes because there was always, you know, a religion class. So I had to sit in the class while they um, did the religion class. And then, you know, you go to mass, you associate with your friends. And then later on, when I moved to to Florida, I went to a Protestant, a very what I would consider fundamentalist Protestant school, Christian school. And they had, of course, religion classes and there was going to service during the school day, all of that at the same time, also while I was a Jehovah's Witness. So I I put it as I was pretty churchified, you know, (laughs) one way or the other, I was churchified. 
what, what you you have what uh, uh, Doctor Rocco Erico calls churchianity. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's correct. <laughs> We're getting it from all you know. He was like, "Come on, come on," you know. Exactly. Every yeah. So, way. so in in the context of that type of religious exposure, you know, um, because some people when they talk about their their former religious experiences, they don't always look back at it. Uh, constructively you know so i went through this i went through that etc but you know how did it help you launch i I understand the questions that you might have Mm -hmm. that you say you know what it didn't have the answers for me but did it give you any structures that help that help you up to this day oh absolutely i i think you know and and in in new thought we we know that and it's of course in the book everything's intended to teach you something no matter how it looks at the moment you could take something away from every experience you had in your life. And so for me, you know, first of all, as, as a Jehovah's Witness, I mean, I was very biblically founded. I read a lot of the Bible. By the time I was, you know, 18, I probably had read the Bible a couple of times. And that was important because you have to have some some grounding in in if you're a Christian in in the biblical word. So I, I was very familiar with the Bible. And also I, I tell uh, younger people this a lot that at the very least that kept me off the street because I was involved with church. I was involved with everything that had to do with church. So so I really wasn't out there playing or or doing some of the things that maybe some of my other friends were doing because that's that's basically what I did. And then, you know, from a Catholic perspective, I was in school, highly disciplined with the nuns and the brothers and this and that and the other. And this is also in the book, because even though in my Jehovah's Witness training and in my Baptist training, they were very rigid in terms of saying, you know, this is the only way. And if you go off and associate with other people or you get, you know, sort of uh, involved with other religious practices, then that's really not good or, you know, that's against our belief. In the Catholic uh, schools, the nuns and the brothers and the fathers and, and the mother superiors and all of them never said anything about associating with other religions, associating with other people, about anybody else's uh, spiritual belief. So it was very comfortable in terms of, for example, I went to school with Muslims. I went to school with Jewish children. I went to school with the Buddhists and a number of other religious groups. And we were all in Catholic school. And also race was also very diverse. Uh, so there were people of color, all different colors, black and, and everything in between. There were Asians, there were uh, in Indian Asians and any race that you could imagine. And during that time in those schools, there was never any suggestion whatsoever that because of a person's race, color, religion or anything along those lines, that that was something to be to be looked down upon or that was something that was problematic. And, and so from that experience, I learned all of those different things. And then ultimately, when I came to to Florida, I had some dismay because I learned that religion didn't automatically mean the same thing for everybody, because I learned that in America, sometimes Christianity does not necessarily reflect 
the love for everyone. I mean, it was a very, very big disappointment for me to come here and to America and, and see the people in the church, in all kinds of different church churches would actually say only whites in a church and only blacks in a church that went against everything that I had ever believed coming from my, my prior Catholic upbringing where, um, everybody was, you know, if you are a Christian and if you believe in God, then you treat, treat every other human being like a child of God. And that was a big disappointment when I came to America and understood how that worked here. Well, that, that, that is, um, (laughs) that lesson by itself helps prepare people to understand, look, we're all in this together. And I think that's one of the challenges that's happening. Obviously, I, I believe you're from Panama, correct? That's correct. I was born yeah, in the Republic of Panama. Mm-hmm. Republic of Panama. And, you know, so it, it's, it's interesting how, you know, folks will come and have this ideal of, you know, uh, you know, how America functions and, you know, this high, you know, high concept of and then you. And then you come yes. and say, wait a minute. <laughs> yes, yes, that's exactly how it was. Because I'll, I'll tell you, I mean, I was in the Jehovah's Witness religion there in Panama. And the concept that there there would be a white kingdom hall and a black kingdom hall until I came here never occurred to me. Never occurred to me. And so I come to America. And in fact, I go to this um, Christian fundamentalist school and it's a story I think I mentioned briefly in the book, and we don't know any better. And my mother decides we're going to go to this school. And it turns out that that was shortly after desegregation. And these were Christian schools that had been had been founded for essentially to accommodate white flight. And so here we go, like, you know, oblivious. And we couldn't imagine that a Christian school could actually be as racist and as unloving as we experienced. Yes. And and it's across the board as you know, as uh, unfortunately, even Reverend Coleman dealt with it with unity in the fifties. It's, it's, it's an unfortunate byproduct of our, um, of our at times unrecognized uh, wounds we have created in our society around race. Right. Uh, so we're going to take our last break. And when we come back, we'll just kind of drill down on a few other, you know, really good points in your book. I want to make sure that, um, you're, you know, we're able to really, you know, dig into it, dig the earth up for that last, uh, you know, 15 minutes or so of the show. So we'll be right back with truth transforms. Someone once said there are two ways to get to the top of an oak tree. Climb the tree or plant an acorn and wait. If we expect changes to happen in our lives, we may want to consider climbing. Plus, changes needn't be monumental. Sometimes it's as easy as an attitude shift. Life is what we bring to it. Do you have a job that seems less than exciting? When you walk through the door, bring joy with you. Life looks better when viewed through a positive attitude. Are you facing a health challenge or surgery? Get rid of your fears by focusing instead on spirit working in and through you. When you remember that with God, all things are possible, your outlook cannot help but change. Today, wherever you go, whatever you face, 
Do so with joyous expectations. Release your inner splendor and allow the light and love of God to guide your way. This mindful moment is brought to you by Daily Word magazine. Finding time for the positive reminders in Daily Word is easy with the digital edition, perfect for smartphones and readers on the go. Give it a test run with our 30-day free trial offer. Learn more at unityonlineradio.org slash dailyword. truly understand the laws of the universe and live a life based on these profound and unwavering truths, then your dream life starts today. No more waiting, no more wandering. If you're ready to let go of the striving and move into the allowing, you are ready for everyday attraction on Unity Online Radio. We study the teaching of Abraham given to us by beautiful Esther Hicks so we can release confusion for clarity, exchange struggle for serenity, and have the time of our lives today. Join host Ray Zander every Friday at noon Central Time, 10 a.m. Pacific, on Unity Online Radio for Everyday Attraction, where the law of attraction gets real. been listening to Truth Transforms with Reverend Galen McDowell. If you have questions or comments about today's program, or if you'd like to join in on the discussion, email us at truthtransforms at unity.fm. Now back to Truth Transforms. All right, we're back with Truth Transforms. I'm interviewing attorney Olivia Benson, who is the author of the book, Answers from Within. Uh, Olivia, I want to ask a few questions with the little time we have left that I really think are important. Uh, could you explain what do you mean by the importance of critical mass? Well, uh, some of the listeners probably are familiar with the concept of critical mass. And basically, it just means the number of, of people necessary in order for a movement to go forward, an idea, a concept, or a change. And I think that that's what we're working on right now, even with the current um, political environment of the world in general, you find that um, maybe we were all kind of a little bit asleep. But with everything that we see, people have awakened, and there's a movement in the, in the, right, there's a movement in the right direction. So that people are beginning to see and say, okay, this is who we are as humanity, and this is the direction that we're going in. And so uh, Answers from Within is intended to say to people, here's who you really are. Here's your real place in the world. And this is your opportunity to stand in that and to make a difference. When we have enough people realizing the truth about themselves and the importance of themselves to the planet and to the growth of the planet. And if you believe that you're here to make a difference, if you're, if you believe that you're here to make a contribution, then everything around you changes. And as many people as begin to believe that, then the world changes completely. And we all move in the direction of growth and evolution of humanity and a benefit to everyone, not just a limited group. 
All right, all right. And in the book, <laughs> what what do you mean by the four basic questions? Oh, okay. Well, that is um, basically that that those four basic questions are are something that I think that probably can help everyone. There are four questions that if you can answer will guide you and help you. And it's not, it's four questions, but obviously it's much deeper than that. So we have number one, who am I? I mean, in the grand scheme of the entire universe, who am I as I sit here on the planet? Second question, why am I here? Um, I think I said earlier, you know, we're talking about the creator of universes, galaxies, star systems, solar systems. Not all of these things are in, in plural. And if you are here, it is because that entity believes that you're worthwhile and important and you can make a contribution. Olivia, just I want to just put a pin on the second point. We have a call from Marcia. I want to make sure that we get her in. Marcia, are you there? Yes, I'm here. How you doing? Where are you calling from, Marcia? I'm calling from Fort Lauderdale. Um, I actually know Olivia, and I know of her book and her great works, and I just wanted to encourage everyone to read this book. It has helped me and many others immensely, and I'm sure knowing her, you know that she is just... Uh, a ray of sunshine and um, it comes through in her book and in her works. Well, thank you. Thank you, Marcia, wow. for calling in. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> uh, okay. I want to make sure Marcia, do, do, do I know you? <laughs> no, I no, no, you don't know me. Um, but Olivia has spoken very highly of you. We've never met. Okay, well, I look forward to the opportunity to uh, when, when I'm down okay. there in Florida. Okay, have somebody come bring me down there to speak, and I tell I'll, I'll tell you I'll I'll uh, set the church on fire <laughs> <laughs> with, a, with, a, with a great sermon. Okay. <laughs> All right. Thank you, thank, thank you for giving her the opportunity to um, to reach so many others. Thank you. You're welcome. God bless you. Thank you, Marcia. You too. Uh-huh. Um, uh, hopefully, uh, Reverend Charles is, 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 is listening and he can have you down at Universal Truth Center. No, that sounds like a plan. That sounds like a plan. We're gonna, let's, let's create a sense of urgency. That's right. So, <laughs> so you were, you, I believe you were about to transition to the, to the okay. third of okay. the four basic questions. Yes. Yeah. So who am I? Why am I here? The third one is where am I going? Which I translate as what am I doing? What's my purpose? And the fourth one is who's going with me, which is always a very interesting thing because I think that that brings in the relationship question. And that's also very much at the center uh, of our lives because, and, and in the book, there's a chapter devoted to the relationship between men and women. And that chapter is called recasting the relationship between men and women. There's also a chapter devoted to it's sort of the historical position that women find themselves in, which, it, you know, it's it addresses the issues that women are facing at a time such as this. That chapter is actually called Man's Inhumanity to Woman. But then we come back and we address it with recasting the relationship between men and women, because we know that sometimes you could have a purpose, you could have a mission and a number of different things. But the people around you are the ones that make the difference in terms of whether you actually go forward and do that. 
So those four questions, I think that if, if we could <clears throat> spend time getting our minds around it and really formatting ourselves to believe that this is, these are the, those questions will give us a roadmap for our lives. It would help a lot. Okay. Beautiful. Beautiful. So, um, in the book, you also talk about the soul's code. What do you mean by that? Well, you know, that's something that I, that's a concept that I really, really love. Uh, there's a book by, uh, James Hillman. It's it's yeah. probably at least ten years old, if not longer. If, right. if I, I bought that book eighteen, seventeen years ago. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. So almost twenty years ago. Great book, and it's called "The Soul's Code in in Search of Character and Calling." And well, in that book, Hillman proposes that each and every human that comes to the planet comes with a coding. In other words, a little, I call it a tool ba- a toolbox that contains all the information that you need and all the skills, talents, gifts, and abilities that you need in order to fulfill your gift and purpose. And I think that if we understood that and, you know, looking at what I call the creator of galaxies, the creator of universes, the creator of solar systems, what sense would it make for such a power to send humans to what I call planet Earth unprepared with nothing to bring to the table? And it's quite to the contrary. We are sent to planet Earth with a toolbox. And that toolbox is what I believe James Hillman calls the soul's code. Okay. Okay. And that's, that, that's a, a, a rather deep book. So if you yeah. want to, I would suggest read Olivia's book and her interpretation of it before you actually go mess with that guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a serious, serious, serious book. But you know, I have, I have a few book that, books that I mentioned in my book because, you know, you don't, you don't write a book like mine without having some other you know, foundational materials. And one of the great books that I read on my journey was um, Marsha Sinatar's book, which is referenced in my book, Marsha Sinatar's book, Do What You Love, The Money Will Follow. And in that book, ultimately, she proposes that work is one of the tools for self-actualization, that through work, we become the best of who we can be. And that is one of also the principles that one of the main uh, topics of the book, what is work? Uh, How does it help you? How does it define you? Um, How will it help you? And in the three, what I call the heart of the book, which is um, man's inhumanity to woman, and then Viva la Difference, Viva la Difference addresses the issue of homosexuality and gender variations and how we address those and then dividing and conquering, which is about race and the treatment of race, primarily in America. But what happens when instead of focusing on the gifts that each person brings to the planet, on the value that each person brings to the planet, we as humans have typically, and this is everybody, it's no, it's no different from one group to the other. We all are capable of a certain level of oppression, of a certain level of um, attempting to be superior, because that's how we p- basically played the game. But when we realize that, you know, treating women um, as less than is not helpful to the uh, evolution of the planet, 
because every person that comes to the planet comes to bring something that somebody's sexuality, sexual orientation, whatever, doesn't make them any less because they are a part of the plan that they are. They have a right to exist. And when we realize that with regards to race, the same, every human being, regardless of color uh, or any other variation, is just as valuable and important for the evolution of the planet. If you, you have to, and I go through the analysis in the book, you, you can't imagine the creator of, of universes, galaxies, star systems, solar system going, yeah, well, I make a male and I make a female, but the male I make better than I make the female. Or I make blacks and browns and yellows, but one of them I make better than the other. Or, yeah, if you are not, if your sexuality has a variation from the norm, uh, there's something wrong with you. Those are just things that you can't conceive of the creator as we know it ever saying. Of course, we do it because as humans, we always find reasons to try to be superior. But in reality, that's not how the creator really, really works. Well, that that was a... Excellent recap, because we're about 30 seconds out from having to end the show. So let me just thank you for saying yes. Thank you for allowing your soul journey to be put in print, because I think that what you're really sharing is yourself and and your own personal evolution and how it can help others. So Mm -hmm. thank you for saying yes to your calling. Thank you. Because your calling will has and will continue to help transform lives and, and and as you already know any way I can help you do what you need to do as I always say UFBL people take care of their own thank I'm, you, I'm thank a big you. believer in that thank so you. with with that um, thank you thank you again make sure thank that you, you all get the book amazon.com uh, CUT people you can get it at our bookstore uh, Universal Truth Center folks you can get it at the bookstore at your church and let's let's um, do the work so we can make sure we get it in the other people's churches and the other bookstores and things of that nature, because we have a voice as well. And we need to make sure that that our voice is heard. Our uniqueness is also heard because this work isn't just for the Wayne Dyers and, and Deepak Chopras of life. Correct. This is also the work of every soul that is willing to open themselves up to the to the inspiration of spirit. So thank you all. God bless you. And we'll be with you next week with Truth Transforms. Thank you for tuning in to Truth Transforms with Reverend Galen McDowell. Join us every Wednesday at 10 a.m. for live discussions about how to live a spiritually transformed, prosperous, healthy, and joyful life. Truth Transforms, only on Unity Online Radio. This program is brought to you in part by Christ Universal Temple in Chicago, Illinois. Online at www.cutemple.org and on Facebook and Twitter under CU Temple. What if you were intentional about your life, committed to having more energy and being more vibrant? Join Reverend Temple Hayes, spiritual leader of First Unity at Unity Campus in St. Petersburg, Florida, as she guides you on a journey to an intentional and energetic life. 
empower your life, and fully express the wondrous energy, love, and joy you hold in your wildest imagining. Joyfully and actively know that more important than what happens after you die is the deeper and enriching concern for what happens while you're living. How can you experience an incredible life right now? Learn how each week on The Intentional Spirit. Seeing and Being, Wednesdays at 1 p.m. Central Time, right here on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. When we think of something priceless, we may envision a rare jewel or a masterpiece of art. In our minds, their value may be partially based on the fact that they're not easily found or duplicated. We tend to place greater worth in such things and may overlook the everyday treasures each one of us already possesses. Regardless of our individual tastes and perceptions, there is one thing we all value, a treasure we constantly seek, peace of mind. Ironically, peace isn't rare. It's an unlimited and ever-present gift that lives within each of us, waiting to be found. I can uncover my buried treasure today. Peace is priceless. Peace can begin with me. To find a Unity Church near you, please visit our website at www.unity.org. of spiritually conscious living start now for a time-tested method to live with purpose and release your infinite potential tune in to the yoga hour living the eternal way with yogacharya ellen grace o'brien every thursday morning at 10 a.m central 8 a.m pacific only on unity online radio the voice of an awakening world the saying a good deed is its own reward well moving toward a plant-based diet and vegan lifestyle is one kind and compassionate act that isn't just its own reward it will also reward you with vibrant health boundless energy an easy way to keep your weight where you want it and according to yogis and unity's co-founder charles fillmore even give a boost to your spiritual life On Main Street Vegan, the radio program named for the popular book, Victoria Moran will make your move in a vegan direction easy, fun, affordable, and delicious. With enticing topics and entertaining guests every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Central Time, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Hey, it's Radley Valentine. Join me for a brand new way of connecting with your angels on my new podcast, The Angel Tarot Show. Each week, you'll meet your angelic guides and guardians and find new ways to unlock unconditional love, tune into your intuitive abilities, and create the joy-filled life that, well, you've always wanted. Plus, you'll get a useful and timely energetic weather report, bringing you guidance for the coming week. Tap into the healing, hope, and guidance that's all around you on the Angel Tarot Show, exclusively on mindbodyspirit.fm. 